It's a bitch hunt. 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 So I had this dream the other night. Yeah, tell me about it, Jacob. Uh, in this dream, I'd started a, a YouTube channel where I tried all the different flavors of Oreos, and I rated them on a scale of 1 to 10. Hmm. Nice. Just this past weekend, uh-huh. I had my first pistachio-flavored Oreo. Wait, that's a so thing? So that's a coincidence. Was that not in your dream? No, that wasn't in my dream at all. Well, your dreams are a sham. The yeah, kinds your of dreams Oreos... are really not up to date, wow. Jacob. So tell me, how was the pistachio Oreo? It was really interesting. Yeah? It tasted more like marzipan on the aftertaste, but... Isn't marzipan made of pistachios? Yeah, yeah but it's got, like, more of a sweetness, you know? Well, I mean, you don't expect a uh, pistachio so, Oreo just to be, like, two Oreo cookies with I've a never had crushed a not, up yeah, pistachios I've never, in I've it. never had a not-sweet Oreo before in my days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, guess, I. I guess I should not have been expecting like a salty nut taste but <laughs> oh maybe that's a market that uh really needs to be tapped though yeah it's i like, think it should why, be. Do, why do all oreos have to be sweet like who who in the oreo who in the Nabisco family decided that oreos yeah why be salty? can't there be like a a, a sun-dried tomato oreo just give me a sardines flavored oreo oh, for yeah. once please yeah mm. yeah let's just get nasty with it why don't we just have like a, a fucking like wasabi and ginger flavored Oreo. Yeah, there's not even a wafer. It's just a couple <laughs> slabs of wasabi around some ginger. Yeah, yeah. You guys are really making me want to go get sushi right now. <laughs> For the second episode in a row. Is that the second episode in a row? <laughs> Maybe yes. I just really like sushi. Well, anyway, how did your dream play out? There was there a sushi flavored Oreo? There wasn't a sushi flavored Oreo. It wasn't a very creative dream. Uh, I think it was a big part of the reason I had this dream is because I had mega stuff Oreos for the first time recently. I think during one of our recordings, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about like how much filling is too much filling on an Oreo. And it was it was my opinion that the Mega Stuff Oreo did not go past the the realm of how much cream should be in an Oreo. But when I took those Oreos apart and double Mega Stuffed it, it was really gross. So <laughs> I'm not really sure where I'm going with this anecdote. Uh, other than that, oh yeah, that was what prompted the dream. And also, I was grocery shopping late last night, and uh, I stumbled upon this aisle in Cub Foods where they had like. Way more kinds of Oreos than I knew that there were. Like pistachio wasn't even involved in that in that thing. But there's like peanut butter Oreos. There were the golden Oreos with the white on the outside. There were the chocolate Oreos of which I actually have one in my hand right now, and I'm about to eat. They had peanut to me, butter that Oreos. Sounds gross. They had mint Oreos, double mega stuff, thin Oreos. So I guess, I don't know, I guess I've just really had Oreos on the mind recently. And Do they like, have thick Oreos with two C's yet? <laughs> I don't think they do. Like, they, they've never really messed with the size of the cookie, other than the, to make them thinner, which is kind of a shame. By but, the way, uh, this uh, episode is sponsored by Oreos. Thank you very much. Uh, if you go to our their website, uh, oreo.com slash pitch hunt, you can get 
three free three packs of Oreos. Free three packs. Free of three Oreos. packs of Oreos. They've got three Oreos in them. They're a little stingy with the promo codes over there in Nabisco, but also Nabisco, please don't sue us. Also, you say this in jest, but Nabisco actually is the sponsor of my other podcast that's about to drop. Um, Will did the theme song. Jacob's going to be a special guest on the finale episode. Uh, so keep an eye out for What the Blab Wait. coming soon. Yeah, sorry sorry for cutting in. That's What the Blab. But do you legitimately have sponsors on that? Yeah, Nabisco. What? Sponsors most episodes. What? You can listen. Check out our ads. They're pretty great. <laughs> I can't listen, though, because it hasn't been, it hasn't well, been released when, yet. When it drops, yeah. I feel like I should know at least a little bit about this podcast before I'm the special guest on it. I'll send you an episode. Okay. I'm kind of blown. I, I, I'm a little starstruck right now, now that I know that you have a big corporate sponsor, though. Yeah. Does it make you feel like a superhero getting to be on you know? an episode? Oh, wait. That it is does. sponsored by a cookie company? I wasn't it sure. does, Will. I wasn't sure and who that was addressed to, but it makes that me was feel a, like a superhero, too. I know that you weren't trying to lead us into the theme of this episode. No, I wasn't at all. I just like to ask people, you know, not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> some of them wear diapers. Some of them wear diapers. Ooh, some, some of them, them wear diapers and capes. Some of them just sort of like to shoot the breeze into microphones uh, and get that cookie money. Sweet, sweet cookie money. All right, that's right. We're doing superhero movies. I'm going to lead us off, but I'm going to eat this Oreo first uh, so that I'm not just drooling over it for the entirety of my pitch. So uh, ASMR fans, here we go. This is something that I will say um, about your dream, Jacob, is it does seem entirely likely if you did have a sampling and reviewing Oreo YouTube channel, it would probably algorithmically feed into either ASMR videos or some weird, like, Vore videos. Like, there's entirely no chance that someone isn't getting some sort of, like, uh, satisfaction of some sort out of that, you know? Right, right, right. No, I agree completely. Uh, For you ASMR fans out there, isolate my track. So that you don't have Willie blabbing over that beautiful crunching noise. But the Oreos down the hatch, it was tasty. And here we go into my pitch. Alright. As so many pitches have been before, this pitch is set at a high school. Nice. Our main character is uh is he's a real dweeb. Ugh. He's a real he's a real nobody. Sounds like the opposite of a superhero. <clears throat> That's what you might think. But just you wait. So our our dweeby uh, our dweeby dweeby dweeb of a of a protagonist is is his name Melvin. His name is Melvin. Yeah, his name is Melvin McCombs. Uh. Um, he is. Is uh, he a part of the McComb family? Yes, part of the McComb extended universe. Although, if I recall correctly, the last McComb was uh, an assumed identity and a made up name, but this is a genuine McComb. Melvin is his name, and he's a he's a talented scientist, uh, student that is. Melvin gets bullied a lot at school because he's a big old dweeb, and because he wears uh, thick glasses, uh, full inch thick, uh, big old blocky glasses, he constantly has to tape up the the bridge. So he just he's a big old dweeb. You can kind of understand as the audience why he gets picked on because this this kid's a real nobody. He's a, dweeb. he's a big old dweeb, as I think I've mentioned. So one of the biggest bullies at the school is an aspiring SoundCloud rapper. Oh, nice! 
by the name of uh, uh, Chainsaw McGraw. Chainsaw, <laughs> Chainsaw McGraw. Uh, he, yeah, he. Lil Chainsaw always, McGraw X, XX, Tentacio keyboard. Uh, this is getting too complicated. Much too complicated. He's just Chainsaw McGraw, little. Little Chainsaw McGraw. All right. That's what we're going to go with. Uh, he's, uh, he always rollerblades around school. He's a real cool cat. He's always passing out his mixtapes to all the... Rollerblades or Heelys? Uh, he, uh, at the beginning of the movie, he's rolling around in rollerblades, but they ban rollerblades at the school after uh, he just he tears, he tears it up too much, and he's getting scuffs all over the floor and stuff, and the, the custodian is not happy about it, and so they, they ban rollerblades, but the rebel that he is... He wears his Heelys anyway. It's a testament to how popular he is that he ruined rollerblades for entire school and he remains popular. He still remains popular because he's he really uh, finds a way to resonate with the other students at this school with his sick rhymes on his mixtapes. He's like he's very much a mumble rapper, but uh, apparently that's all the rage these days. So uh, yeah, he you know he's always passing these mixtapes out to the fly honeys and. Uh, Scooting around in his Heelys. Not only are the Heelys, they also flash, uh, like you know, all sorts of colors. And so That's he's fucking he's hot. Rad. He's hot stuff. He's hot stuff. He is the nearly the antithesis of uh, of old Melvin McCombs. So uh, uh, little chainsaw just bullies Melvin uh, just incessantly. Like he takes laser pointers and shines them at. Uh, Melvin's glasses until oh. they start like burning his skin and stuff, and everybody laughs. That's bad for your retinas. It's really bad for Don't your retinas, and that's hilarious to the other it students. It is hilarious. It's <laughs> in his defense again. It, Chainsaw kind of rules. Chainsaw's pretty cool. He's a pretty cool. He's a pretty hot stuff. He's so dope. He's like pretty dope. He uh, he appeals to the the Lukes in the world who are into things that are lit and uh, dope. And uh, Chainsaw always keeps it 100. But this causes some <laughs> rifts in, in the school because, uh, again, Melvin, you know, he's a real nobody. But he's a, he's a doer and a shaker. And uh, some of the teachers, those teachers that aren't hypnotized by the incredibleness of uh, Lil Chainsaw, really think that Melvin has a... He has something. And, you know, he's going to go on to, 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 to do great things uh, later on in life. So... It's uh, it's senior year, and on a whim, Melvin decides that he's gonna he's gonna try out for the swim team. Ooh! Now, Little Chainsaw gets wind of this, and he decides the best way to torment Melvin, which he has made his goal in life, other than becoming a great SoundCloud rapper and so healing dope. around. Let me just point out: the Twins just tied the game. Oh, nice! But By- Byron Buxton just hit a two-run home run. Amazing. Amazing. Listeners out there, amazing. Oh man, that got me all hot and bothered. Uh, so Little Chainsaw decides he's going to join the team as well. Uh, as it turns out, both he and Melvin are excellent swimmers. They both make the team. And this is just yet another avenue for Little Chainsaw to, to, get under, to get under Melvin's skin. Does Lil C wear his Heelys in the pool? Lil C <laughs> always wears his Heelys, so yes, he gets special, specially uh, That's so rad, fitted man. Heelys that uh, have, they're like, 
like heelys, but at the same time, those shoes that uh, like conform to your toes and uh, feelies. I believe feelies, right? Feely, yeah, they're feely heelys. They're webby feely heelys. So there are webs between the toes, toes for toe spots for each one of the toes, and heelys on the backs. So that when he hops out of the pool at the end, he can, you know, just slide away into the sunset, as it were. That's like the spy yeah. car of shoes. It's he's my idol. In a lot of ways, it's the spy, the spy car of shoes. It also has laser pointers. These these ones have laser pointers built into them, so that he can he can torment Melvin even when they're both swimming together, uh, supposedly on the same team, and they're like on the relay team together. And so it's <laughs> it causes a lot of problems. But the you know they're both such good swimmers that despite their differences, the coach needs to have both of them on that relay team, so he doesn't really do anything about it because they're winning meets left and right, and it's real great. So one day Melvin decides. Or he he points out that it's really unfair that Mel or that little chainsaw is allowed to wear his his uh, his webby wheelie webby feely wheelies in the pool, and the swim coach is like, well, you know, nobody said anything about it, and they're giving him an advantage, so like he's your teammate, just like suck it up, and uh, he's winning races, and he is turning your relay into uh you know like a. Like a dominant, dominant group of fellas. So Melvin's still not super happy about this, so he decides to go to the lab. Uh, One day after school, he goes to the lab, and he's uh, messing around with chemicals, and he's just, like, trying to feel stuff out. And uh, at the same time, he's got he's got an NBA game uh, going on, on in the on, background. Jacob, Jacob. Go when, on. when he's... When he's figuring stuff out in the lab is he making any complex calculations you know it's funny that you would mention that well because he is doing a lot of calculations he's got a big old white a smart board this is a modern movie a ah. modern film so he's got a smart board up and uh currently he's messing around with uh he's messing around with liquid nitrogen nice and he's doing some calculations on the board what a dweeb <laughs> This is a real roller coaster pitch for Luke. Um, <laughs> but as I said, it's there's an NBA game going on in the background, and like he's he's trying to figure out how he can use liquid nitrogen to make him a, a better swimmer. And uh, as this is happening, D'Angelo Russell, who now plays for the Minnesota Timberwolves, makes a clutch shot late in the game, and one of the commentators. As D'Angelo Russell is doing his famed celebration after hitting a tough three, the commentator proclaims that D'Angelo Russell has ice in his veins. Ah. And this, uh, this resonates inside the mind of young Melvin. And he goes back to the board, where all these complications, all these anatomical models were up. And he looks at his numbers, and he realizes, to his horror... He's forgotten to carry a zero. <laughs> what? So this guy is not only a complete dweeb, but a fucking idiot. It, a it reckless, may seem so. A, a reckless amateur when it comes to maths. He is arithmetically erratic. I don't think I said. No, you got that totally right. right. Absolutely, a hundred percent of that was correct. And shame on yeah. your main character for being <laughs> yeah, so that... careless with I his can't places. Stand him. I just can't stand him. <laughs> Is this going to be successful in Hollywood with such a deeply unlikable main character? 
Uh, we'll just have to wait and see because I got more of this pitch to get to, and right. times are times are running. So he he carries that zero. The calculations all fall together uh, in a beautiful domino effect, and he realizes that what, all he really has to do is get some red blood cells of him is, of his and splice them with liquid nitrogen. As one does in a high school ma- uh, lab. Not just anybody, man. Uh, Melvin, he's a real nobody, so you know he, he doesn't have anything better to do in his spare time than figure out complex calculations, forget yeah. to carry zeros, and pull off experiments in the lab. You can tell by the thickness of his glasses that he can really pull this off. Ex- exactly, exactly. But something funny happens. So he does this splice, he re-injects it into his veins... And as that happens, suddenly the uh, the lens becomes blurry. Uh oh, he's become blind. <laughs> Did man. his vision get even worse? <laughs> no, no. Both of you misread that. <laughs> the lens becomes blurry because those thick old glasses. He doesn't need them anymore. Oh, his vision has been restored. This calls to this calls to mind a, a certain scene in uh, Spider Man with one no. young Peter Parker. No, no, never mind. No, this has never happened before in a superhero movie. So does he take his glasses off? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> does he wander around unable to see for the rest of the movie? <laughs> he carried a few more zeros and realized, oh, I just have to take off my glasses, and that'll make things much better. No, you're right. That's exactly what happened. We know about Melvin. His one weakness is not being able to carry zeros. He was looking at um, the twin, the, the the Timberwolves game, and the commentator <laughs> said, "D'Angelo Russell, man, this guy really doesn't need glasses anymore." <laughs> and then something clicked with him. Something clicked. He takes off his glasses, and suddenly he's very handsome. <laughs> um, <laughs> I still hate him. <laughs> so he takes this newfound skill. And the next stop he makes is at the uh, at the swimming pool, and somehow this liquid nitrogen fusion has uh, made his body slicker, so he just kind of slides through the water like a greased seal, and uh, his <laughs> yeah. his splits are oh man he's he's faster he's faster. Needless to say, he's faster. Does the rest of the pool get like slightly colder? Just a, be- just a bit. That's pretty dope. Just a bit. Uh, it's not super noticeable because he's not really, you know, he's not trying to to put out. Uh, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Don't don't you worry. But a uh, uh, little chainsaw happens to be at the pool at the same time, and he is composing uh, a new r- mumble rap hit called uh, uh, "I Spit Hot Fire." Oh, that sounds so sick. It goes like. Uh, Man, no wonder this guy oh was so popular. His God. bars are so, so hot. I was w- so good. I was worried oh, that the thing that I like about this is that fire beats ice. Uh, you're catching on, Luke. Yeah, you're, you're catching. You're catching right on. I was gonna say I was worried that that uh, my rendition of his song wouldn't do it justice, but I, I think I nailed it. So he's doing this, but he's also noticing out of the corner of his eye that uh, Melvin's—he's all handsome and quick now. And uh, Will Chainsaw is not super happy about that, and so he goes to to pull the classic move and uh, hold Melvin's head under the water for a super long time until he passes out. But as he gets down to the pool and Melvin has finished his lap, 
He tries that, and Melvin just slips away. Once again, like the slippery seal. Mm. Uh, so little chainsaw is like, all right. When you say slippery seal, do you mean the animal or the musician all greased up? You know what? I'll leave that up to the imagination of whoever's watching and or listening to this. Use uh, because your imagination. Originally, I was thinking the animal, but now that you bring up the image of a greased seal, the singer, that's massively erotic and really, really great. Um, so let's just say I was meaning that all along. All right, wrapping this up, as as it's already Dragon, what little Melvin has done is that he has become uh, an icy superhero, basically. And he figures out that he can, you know, now that he's all handsome and he's not a dweeb, he's, uh, he's, starting, to, he's starting to get a little popular around the school. And as a callback to his, his time as a nobody, he decides that he's going to pick a superhero alter ego. And that alter ego is Absolute Zero. <laughs> so Absolute Zero decides that now that he has all this extra time on his hand from not being a dweeb anymore, he can go around like solving crimes and stuff and like getting bad guys and all that good stuff. Little Chainsaw is getting real mad because all the attention, or a lot of the attention that he used to get from, from the honeys is now going to, uh, to uh, Absolute Zero. So he decides that he's going to take a trip into the underworld of the city that they live in. And he finds a mad scientist. Uh, As you do in high school. Exactly. And this mad scientist is like, all right, like I'm totally on board to help you out in stopping this absolute zero dude because he's like, he's, he's like taking over the town and like killing all my customers off and stuff uh, because my customers are all lowlifes. Uh, so let me give you some superpowers. What do you want your superpowers to be? And Lil Chainsaw is like, uh, uh, I want my superpowers to be that I spit fire. Ooh. Literally. Oh, wow. Talk about lit. Talk about lit. Chainsaw is so cool. <laughs> uh. He is amazing. He, uh, so at, in his supervillain form, he is a, he not only can literally spit fire, which will be his superhero nickname. Or a supervillain nickname, Spitfire, but he also uh, he carry dual wields flaming chainsaws. Oh, nice! And so basically, he starts uh, he starts rallying together the 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 bad folks, um, the you know the 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 criminals uh, of basically the town. Basically, all the cool people in the town. All the cool people in the town. He he riles them together. And he's like, all right, so this this Absolute Zero guy, like, that name, it, it fits him. Because this dude used to be an Absolute Zero. Ah. And, like, they, they understand the pun that's going on there. So they're like, yeah, yeah, we should probably band together and, uh, and take him out. Yeah, that's a sick pun. <laughs> the pun is sick. The pun was literally the only thing that I had coming into this pitch. Uh, but it was a great, great jumping off point. I think you'll all agree. So there's a basically they train and uh, it all comes down to this final swim meet race at the end of all this. <laughs> and on one side of the stadium, the 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 relay team is disbanded because the the tension is just too high. So they are now facing off mano e mano for the state swimming championship, which will also determine 
if good or evil wins <laughs> just like in, in an abstract oh, so sense. it's like a sports movie by, and a superhero movie yes by good you mean chainsaw uh, and by evil, you mean Melvin? Like, like so many things in this in this pitch that would be left to the the eyes of the beholder, which I think is a really risky move because most of the time, you know, we're told who the good guys and the bad guys are, but this does not happen. This doesn't happen in this film. This film, you get to decide. So basically, there's a, a literal bat- battle between fire and ice. Uh, the two of them, after swimming halfway through the first lap, just basically start going all out, using their powers against each other. So Spitfire like gets the pool of boiling, and then uh, Absolute Zero uses his chili chilliness to to chill it back down. And at the end of the day, after uh, a thirty to forty minute montage of both the two of them roiling around the water and the pool and the the two sides the geeks versus the criminals with the the all the honeys on the side of the geeks um they're they're duking it out on the sidelines and like there's a single lifeguard who's trying to get everyone to stop running because they're at a pool and it's dangerous (laughs) but anyway at the end of the film in a final climactic moment melvin aka absolute zero summons all of his power and uses it to freeze the pool solid and trap a little chainsaw, a.k.a. Spitfire, in it. And everybody goes ice skating. The end. Wow. Wow. That's a kind of a bummer of an ending. Our favorite, our favorite character just gets, gets stuck in ice. He gets stuck in ice. But here's the thing. You don't see him die. Yeah, so it's like a Captain America situation. He'll come back in a hundred years, and he'll still be rad. Or, uh, he'll still be rad. Or, uh, or uh, uh, you know, Han Solo situation. Han Solo, yeah, yeah. It's a lot like both of those things combined, but cooler. Way cooler. Way cooler. Nice. Well, Jacob, you just pitched the coolest character this brain yeah, has ever encountered. I, I don't think that we've had such a cool character as uh, Little Chainsaw. In any episode so far. Yeah, what's what's really mind blowing to me is that like when I started that pitch, I was kind of thinking that maybe he'd be the bad guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it's one of those. And funny then you carried the zero, and you got it figured out. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. All right, what do you think, fellas? Should we ship it? Yeah, man, I ship that uh, to a cold place and a hot place. Like, Hell and yeah. Antarctica. Yeah, that's it. Those oh, are the man. two places I ship it. Nice, nice, nice. Two bucket list places. Nice. For me. Nice, nice. All right, who's next? That would be me. Oh, right. Uh, so there have been plenty of Superman adaptations. Yeah. I think we can all agree. Do we need another one, though? Yeah, yes. we do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
We do. That's the answer I was looking for. Good. Because that's the so only answer. So it's the year 2000. Oh, man. Good year. Yeah, we pick up on a teenage Clark Kent. All right. Man, talk um, about more innocent times, am I right? Yeah, man. Yeah, you're right. Everything was better, especially for a young boy in high school. Is that where Clark just, Kent is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's is a he a bit of a dweeb? <laughs> um, he's not. But the thing is, he's kind of a sad, tortured young fella. Oh, no. Oh, so he's a bit of an emo. Yeah, and you want to know why? Why? Because Ma and Pa Kent, they've been forcing him to suppress his powers uh, and blend in and conform. What? Oh, man. What? So so a bit of a Frozen situation we got going on here. From Frozone to Frozen, am I right? (laughs) You're both right. Yeah, he's having a really tough time. Like, they're just kind of making him be this ordinary person blending in even though he knows he's special and he doesn't really know how to deal with it and i feel like sometimes they also call him like little pooper man instead of superman oh, well, that's so <laughs> they're just they're not gonna win any parents of the year awards in small wait his parents call him little pooper man yeah they're kind of dicks damn dude so are these his real parents cal l and what's her face or are nah. these is this the the Kent family? I suppose it's probably they. The Kent they found family. him and they just needed extra help on the farm, so they decided to keep him. <laughs> they decided to make him shovel up horse dung. Yeah, that's why he's pooper man. Yeah. Do they that's always say conceal, tragic. don't feel, don't let it show? <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> okay, great. So he's just now this weird mixture of ashamed and resentful and withdrawn. Okay. And he doesn't really have anybody to talk about his feelings with or his powers. So he has some weird hobbies. Like he'll just fly off to like some random mountaintop and punch some rocks into oblivion or like play hockey by himself Mm -hmm. or sit at a piano bench in a melancholy way, pressing some keys as (laughs) his bangs hang over his eyes. Oh my God. Dude, that's super hot. (laughs) <laughs> and deep and dark. He's so brooding. <laughs> yeah. Things aren't looking super great. Sounds like he needs like a, an adult Maharshala Ali type figure to really set him straight. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with something even more cliche than that. Oh, boy. There's going to be a meet cute. Oh. It's going to be a, a cute young lady who he bumps into and takes a liking to. And... She's really great. They just mesh well together. She's super supportive. Um, he doesn't tell her about his powers because he views them as sort of monstrous at this point. He's suppressed them for so long that he he's afraid to tell her. God, he's such a tortured become, soul, man. He is, Jacob. He is. They become fast friends and maybe even more than that. Ooh. Ooh. Will they or won't um, they, Luke? Yeah, their their teenage hormones push them towards each other passionately. And one night, they find themselves in her bed, mm. making out. Mm. Clark starts to give her a little hickey. Oh. Now, at this point, listeners, cover your eyes, because it's going to get slightly graphic. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, he sucks her <laughs> neck skin so hard... 
that it just it rips off of her flesh like all the flesh gone her whole face is just like ripped off in this one hickey no her arteries pop and she bleeds out right in front of him no <laughs> that was very that's upsetting disgusting. that's that's really gross <laughs> yeah so not not the best hickey no man I mean, in some ways, like, the most powerful hickey, but power isn't always what you go so for. So is he able to put her back together? No, well, she dies in front of him. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Her crimson blood completely taints her white bed sheet red. Uh, and at this point, somehow Clark gets tangled up in it, and it <laughs> is draped around his neck and shoulders like a cape. <laughs> Ah, or what an origin story! Oh my God, this is all like way too visceral. And he loses his shit because it is so visceral. Uh, he just snaps. He can't take it. He's done something horrible with these powers that he's been suppressing and doesn't understand or embrace. Oh my God! And his rage just gets this limit that he can't manage anymore. <laughs> he has this fit of destruction. And Smallville is no more. Oh, he man. Just, there's this scene where he takes out the whole town, everything in it. Nothing is left. With it's just, just like leveled. with, with a, a big gust of super breath or, 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 or laser vision or something. Or does he I feel just like he go nuclear? flies up really fast and then just rockets back down to Earth, creating this giant meteor-like impact. Oh, no. I mean, to be fair, he's had a rough day. Yeah. He's had a pretty bad day. We've all been there. Yeah. Not maybe to that extent. You know, when you fuck up and you kill someone, so you get really mad and you kill everybody in town. Yeah. Yeah, we've all done that, except none of us have superpowers. Right. Right. Which gives you more of an excuse, really. I would think so. That's probably why he... Okay, well, I shouldn't say anything about what's going to happen for the rest of this, but go on. Yeah, so now... In the aftermath of all this destruction, he calms down a little bit and realizes that he's done something truly terrible. Well. And he'd like to punish himself, but there's no one there to do it for him, so he flies off into isolation. He stumbles upon a cabin. Is it in the woods? In the Midwestern wilderness. Oh. And decides to cool off there, discovers there's a piano in the cabin. Ah. Uh, he sets about... Oh my god. Recording some some music <laughs> in the same manner that say Bony Bear. I was going to say is this a devastating break. Is this a Bony Bear origin story? <laughs> it's not. Okay. But he he makes this little really musical project. I attention to the lyrics of Skinny Love, but maybe I should do that now. <laughs> It's hard to understand what that motherfucker is singing a lot of the time. How he loved that skin that he sucked off of his girlfriend's face. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. And how he destroyed all of Smallville. I mean, come to think of it, there are some, like, weird lyrics about going thermonuclear and destroying an entire small town. You're not wrong. Okay. You're not wrong. But this isn't the Bony Bear story. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Go on. So, he needs to come up with a name for his musical project. And he thinks back to some of his other hobbies. Oh, boy. You see, he loves playing hockey by himself. And he wanted to punish himself. So he's like, hey, why not? Five for fighting. (laughs) (laughs) 
God damn it. And then he puts his song out there to the world. I can't stand to fly. I'm not, I'm not that, that naive. naive. Men weren't meant to ride with clouds between their knees. And this song resonates with the people of the year 2000. It becomes a smash hit. And no, this is not the Bon Iver origin story. It's the Five for Fighting origin wow. story. In an oh alternate universe where Superman is actually the person who created that song. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what to say. So, so is that, I didn't is come that up just with an it ending. then? Like you, you've told an entire story and then some, but is there more to the Five for Fighting story? Well, well I mean, I guess he was 15 for only a moment, caught in between 10 and 20. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But then he sucked her face off, so... Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I don't kind remember of like got rid of his part. childhood a little bit. Right. Well, this is an alternate universe, so so some things can be different. Um, I think it's going to end like this. He he gets musical fame, lives that fast life, gets addicted to drugs, mm. and then his powers become impaired. Oh. One night on stage, one fateful night, he is uh, hopped up on a cocktail of drugs. And accidentally laser beams through his eyes, a bunch of his concert goers mm. kills them too. God, he's got at this be- point. <sighs> he's crushed and realizes, you know what? I may have the powers of a hero, but not the mentality. I'm a danger to these people. And much like the frozen hero of your film, Jacob. Uh huh. He decides he needs to be put on ice. Wow. Uh, he blasts off into outer space. Wow. Lets himself go. Uh, and then just floats away forever. Oh, man. Into black. That's different than how I thought it would end, where he, like, surgically removes a couple <laughs> ribs so that he can suck his own penis, and then he sucks all of his own skin off and dies. <laughs> That maybe That's, that can be the the alternate ending, like on the on the DVD specials. But I was gonna say, Luke, that that ending it left me five for fighting back tears. Ooh. And that's really all about all I have to say. I was beautiful. And if you told me that, that that's the true story of the band Five for Fighting, I would kind of believe you because they had that one just truly incredible song. And then it's almost like they they did disappear off the face of the earth. That's true. So maybe also they literally did disappear off the face of the earth. Maybe he really wants to remove a couple ribs and suck himself to death, but then like he gets stopped because he he like has to live a hundred years for some (laughs) reason. There's like there's like a there's like some sort of like oracle that's like you have only got a hundred years to live. There's never a wish better than this. Yeah, that can be in the sequel. That could be in the sequel. It will pick up like seconds later in space. <laughs> and he'll be visited by a little alien. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so we got two movies out of it, didn't we? At least. I mean, there's like there's a lot of potential there for one-hit wonder bands that Superman could come back and become that would be less like less appropriate 
than Five for Fighting in terms of the, the style of their music, but I don't know. I feel like there's something there. I mean, obviously there was a lot there in that pitch, but I feel like I feel like that franchise has a lot of has a lot of staying power. Do you think that back in 1997, like he was a, a kind of a little boy and still trying to figure out his powers, and he accidentally like tried to pick up the whole world, and then he dropped it, and then the Flaming Lips wrote that song about waiting for a Superman. Okay, yeah, never mind. I do. <laughs> no, I I do. Uh, yeah, it's just too heavy for a Superman to take. Yeah. Blew my mind, man. Yeah, there are a lot of songs about Superman, it turns out. That R.E.M. song. Not familiar with that. They just say, like, I am Superman. A bunch. That's that's the whole song? <laughs> Basically. Yeah. That look it up. Sound, that sounds a little off-brand for R.E.M., but you know what? I'll have to look it up. Do you think Zach Braff, like, tried really, really hard to suck his own skin, or his own girlfriend's skin off her face, and then he was like, I can't do this all on my own? Because I'm no Superman. Yeah, but I don't think I, do. I don't yeah. think that Zach Braff wrote that song. Well, he basically wrote that song. He wrote that song, Chico. Okay, Zach Braff <laughs> wrote that song. That's that's Pitch Hunt's official. It's, that's our official <laughs> official word on that. All right, this let's, is a let's long ship- game. Let's just play this for the rest <laughs> of the episode. Let's not. Let's hear your pitch. Yeah, let's, let's first. Let's ship I, that well, off. Yeah, I ship. Let's ship I, that off to Smallville. I, or the I, flaming I, wreckage and crater that. I once kind of was have Smallville. to hold back bile and vomit as I as I ship this pitch. But you know, the shock factor that's important. We need some visceral <laughs> pitches out there. Yeah, yeah, that was beautiful. Sometimes there's songs. So this uh, this pitch that I'm about to pitch uh, is really very near and dear to my heart. You see, back when I was in, I think first grade, um, my when you were in Jacob's mom's when, class. When I was in Jacob's mom's class, it might have been. Uh-huh. It was either first or second grade. It was way back, way back then. Okay, um, so it's either my mom or Miss Schuster. Yes. Uh, the Northfield Hospital, which I think at that time had not been demolished, it was still the the old Northfield Hospital. No, definitely I don't know not. why this minutia is yeah. making it into the podcast, but um, uh, it was definitely still there because when I broke my elbow in fourth grade, I went to that hospital. Yeah, and it was. In its I think it was. It was spot. either yeah, the man. hospital or the Alina Clinic. They they did this nice thing where we were to make uh, little stories and then we would like bind them and they would they would go in the waiting rooms for like kids to read. That's cool. Do you, do you remember any, maybe, maybe your, your class didn't do this, but no, I don't think we did, but that is very good. Uh, cool. But it, yeah, awesome it was a really idea. nice thing. It's a good, a very good thing that Jacob and I didn't bind our book. And <laughs> no, put it in the no. hospitals. That would not have been appropriate <laughs> it, uh, for sick, sick predicted nine 11. <laughs> God. Yeah, that's right. Well, you would have saved a lot of lives, I guess. If more people had gotten out of it, gotten, Let's, let's not dwell on that for <laughs> uh, so one second longer. I did a story about a superhero, which is going to be the subject of my pitch, who uh, is, man, I don't actually remember a lot of the details, but he basically <laughs> uh, is like walking along one day and I think just trips or something and 
falls into a radioactive like a he his head falls into a bucket uh filled with radioactive goo uh-huh and then that radio because as as one does you know yeah and then yeah. that radioactive goo augments him and like fuses the bucket to his head and he becomes bucket man <laughs> yeah um, all right. and bucket Great man start. Great has start. all the most generic like superhero powers possible he can fly i think he's got a little bit of laser vision he's got super strength um but the main thing is he's got a big big old bucket on his head now how does he make that useful uh, Can he like ram into things? Well, really yeah. Hard? Ooh, I, so this is something that I think I didn't actually think through as a first grader, but you know, I've grown a little bit. I've accumulated a little m- bit more knowledge, so I, I think I'll take a stab at it now <laughs> and say that his bucket head it offers protection, but sure. it also is uh, it's a chrome bucket, so that allows him to kind of uh, throw reflections into enemies eyes to kind of distract them and also there's like um this isn't really how buckets work but it's how this bucket works for some reason the handle is on the top (laughs) of his head and so he's got a little he's got like a little handle there and that handle uh it it can kind of grab onto things you know i mean (laughs) he doesn't he can't like it's not an opposable handle he doesn't have control over it but he's able to sort of like just loop it around things like maybe the propellers of a helicopter or something (laughs) and like just hold on hold on that way you know can can he like reach up and touch it and then throw himself onto things via the handle If he wants to get up onto a ledge, he'll reach up there and just give himself a toss. I think he should yeah. be able to. I mean, he he does already have the power of flight. So this is a true American story. So he <laughs> he can kind of he instead of lifting himself up by his bootstraps, he kind of throws himself up by his bucket handle. Is that how he flies? Um. Yes. Yes, that is how he flies. It's canon now. Sorry, first grade will if if this is uh so, not to your liking. Just just one one small question. Uh when he throws himself up in the air to fly, does he have to continue them throwing himself forward? <laughs> or does he just like somehow maintain so. momentum after that initial throw? Well he throws himself so hard that he can maintain a lot of momentum, but he's got the bucket allows him to kind of steer around as he's as he's flying it's very it's very aerodynamic and he can it's it basically the 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 handle kind of acts as a a bit of a a rudder uh, like a you know a plane yeah um, sure a propeller like flap you know a a wing flap Um, sure sure so yeah he's able to do that also just to like incorporate jordan's uh our good friend jordan's his hero into this he did <laughs> jordan's hero was just called dog man he just drew a picture of a dog with a cape on it <laughs> he could fly around so that's his sidekick is dog man that's beautiful um can, can is it dog does it have to be dog man or could it just be good boy no <laughs> Maybe uh, Bucket Man kind of constantly calls Dog Man um, good boy, but Dog Man doesn't like that, you know? They've got kind of a a bit of a razzing relationship, you know? Sure. There's some racial undertones to that. I'm going to throw out a character who I invented during my school years. Oh, boy. You can use him if you want. You don't have to. I won't be offended. 
His name is Limberlad. He got <laughs> caught in a taffy structure and now he's super, super flexible. Limberlad, yeah. that's. Good. I mean, there can be a whole cohort, you know. There can be Particle Man. There can be Triangle Man. Person oh, Man. Real, real, uh, yeah. Real heavy on the flaming lips tonight. That's they might be giants, Jacob. That's what I said. But yeah, um, I don't know. I don't really have a plot for this thing. I mean, I guess he has to kind of... Maybe we could like really delve into the humanity of this character and and talk about how he's has to deal on a very human level with this cruel bargain of the the great power and responsibility of superhero dumb and also the like fact that his beautiful face will never kiss the the sweet wind of freedom ever again. You know, it's trapped in this radioactive bucket. Well, yeah, think- but who who doesn't want to kiss the inside of a crumb bucket though? The ins oh yeah that's a good point it's it true tastes really nice and metallic every time i well, see a chrome bucket i'm like too. i want to stick mm. my head in there sorry luke what just saying there's also that goo in there yeah which sounded pretty yeah. good <laughs> yeah you get to kind of mash your head up in there so so does he have to eat that radioactive goo or does he have to get no, sustenance in no, a different no, way no no just sort of there's a like i think that the there's just a catalyzing moment where he just becomes one with the bucket. It all happens very fast. And then, so it's kind of like more like radioactive you know, glue, the bucket, the bucket sort of just, it's like both a separate, both separate from him and one with him at the same time, you know, kind of like, uh, like Mario's hat. If Mario's hat never left, you know, if it was, all the Mario's before Super Mario Odyssey. Sure, I was gonna say if Mario, if Super Mario Odyssey wasn't canon at this point. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, I think it would be interesting to give Bucket Man a, a love interest. Yeah. Because there are a lot of inherent uh, problems that he would have, like just mostly logistical problems. Uh, if he was to have a lady love or a, or a, a fellow love or a love of any kind. Um, so yeah, just, it'd be fun. It would be just, just building on that. Yeah, if it were a rom com, straight up. Sure, sure. You could have like another hero named Carafe Lass or something, who's like <laughs> drinking drinking a sweet carafe full of radioactive iced tea, and then whoops, she's she turns into a carafe. She turned that. Oh wow, I love it. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, so she's kind of she's you know because crafts are kind of like curvaceous and sexy you know so like she'll have that going on so that'll be like why bucket man is physically attracted to craft last but then like so, also so you're say, you know you're she's like, like she's also like a very <laughs> talented neurosurgeon you know so she's got that going too so you 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 said, and this may have been a slip of the tongue, that she becomes a cur- the carafe. <laughs> well, no, she doesn't become. She doesn't like switch bodies with the carafe or anything. It just uh, gotcha. it, in similar bucket man fashion, they sort of catalyze together and and become one. You know, she like she she maybe actually has a exposed face, but like her body is just like kind of like it, 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 it's got like sloshy water inside of it it's big big curvy carafe you know it'd be fun if the carafe fused to her genital area like a chastity belt would, just for the sake of romantic comedy would that be fun <laughs> then you have that. sort of like a uh unrequited you know sort of frustrating situation i guess yeah one of those classic unrequited frustrating <laughs> situations 
Yeah. Um, well, you know. Well, I, th- I think there there's a potentially great moment there where Karaflas is is she's super uh, embarrassed about the fact that she has a carafe where her lady part should be. Uh, and then Bucket Man pulls off his pants, and it turns out that at the same moment that he got his head stuck in that bucket of radioactive goo. He also was teabagging a, a smaller bucket, also full of radioactive goo. Like, I don't know if you want to take that idea, but I'm just going to throw it out there. And so you're saying that his <laughs> his genitals are also buckets, like a small, a small genital shaped bucket structure. <laughs> Could be. Uh, and Dogman's genitals are just a man. <laughs> A, a human being. <laughs> oh man, it's just fucking um like uh what's his name? Uh like I don't, I don't know what his name is. It's, let's just go with Rowan Atkinson. There's just like a tiny Rowan Atkinson there between <laughs> between Dogman's legs. Just like looks up and goes perfect Hello. casting. <laughs> So it would be Ron Atkinson as the actor or Mr. Bean? So I think that, like, the, um, no, the, it would be Ron Atkinson, the actor. Gotcha, gotcha, I think gotcha. that, um, really, this has evolved from, I mean, it's still a superhero. There's crime fighting and shit, but, like, the, the, um, this, the real allegory of this, the real, the real aboutness of this story is, is just sort of getting over body shame. And being able to have like a a productive and kinky relationship with the person that you love, yeah, you yeah. Know? It's not about it's not all about you know fleshy bits with other fleshy bits. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, I mean, love, intimacy, all of those things they can happen with few or no fleshy bits involved. Yeah, as long as you receive pleasure and are able to give pleasure. That's really all it's about. Consensually. Yeah. Well, and so uh, in the end, there's just like one big orgy, I guess? The end. Well, I don't think Dogman should be involved. No, I was going to say, you've only introduced three characters, and orgy definitely implies more than two. Well, I introduced a bunch of characters kind of in passing. There's a last Alask. Or whatever, Luke's character, Limberled. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe he and Dogman have a relationship. What does the last or what does Limberled's genital situation look like? Oh, he's got to have a long dong, man. It is just a laffy taffy. <laughs> it's just a laffy still wrapped with the taffy. joke on the wrapper. Or I think maybe like a fruit by the foot, and it rolls out and oh, then rolls yeah. back in like a chameleon's tongue. Or maybe bubble tape could be bubble tape that introduces yeah. the whole idea of teeth and genitals together though which doesn't always make for a most a super pleasant experience i mean i, I mean i'm just talking about me yeah, yeah. man yeah. no judgment no judgment. you don't want to speak for everybody in pitch hunt nation no i shouldn't and i won't well will i'm not quite sure what you pitched there <laughs> yeah but, but i liked it you just, I think that you loaded me up on so many golden ideas, and I just was so receptive to all of them that we ended up getting a really unique creation. You got a, you got a bucket was, full of ideas there, Will. And you know it what? It was excellent. I feel like bucket? this, ship that bucket, right? Yeah, I think we should. Kick it and ship it? I think we should ship, ship the bucket. Yeah. Nice. 
I think we should too. The only thing I was going to say is that with this interesting set of characters, it might be better suited for like a TV show or miniseries. Ah. Oh. Really branching uh, out no, here. No, I don't deal. like that. All right. No, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't like that. It's it's got to be a movie. I think that it could be like a, a cinematic universe. I mean, if we can yeah. get Disney, that's true. Right, Marvel is basically over now, right? So I think oh, yeah. they need a new no, one. That's, that was the last one that they just made. Yeah, they're not doing any more. It yeah. just called it was called the End Game. Yeah, uh, uh, Avengers End Game. You know so what? Now thought- they're going into weird sex uh, superheroes. Yes, uh, I've had a change of heart though about the TV thing because the more I think about it. You can pitch a TV show, too. Just because we've never done it before doesn't yeah. mean it can't be done. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. Uh, man, are, are we opening it up to TV shows now? You know what? Pitch hunters keep out there. Keep listening. Keep listening and also let us know. Shoot us an email. Uh, if you're angry at us for betraying the uh, the movie as as the platform for our pitches, let us know. Yeah. If you're angry, email Jacob, J-A-K-O-B, at pitchhunt.org. Yeah. And if you're happy about it, uh, email Luke at pitchhunt.org. And if you don't really care, email Will at pitchhunt.org. Or if you are a conflicted mess of emotions after those three very, very raw, very, uh, very emotional pitches, email us all, info at pitchhunt.org. Nice. Well, it looks like we got our, our contact deeds out of the way. Should we tell everybody what we're doing next week? Sure. What a great idea, Will. Let them know. Well, <laughs> it's kind of funny after my pitch. Um, you know, it seems like a little bit of a precursor to what we're doing next week. After we get, we get emails and emails and emails requesting this one, so we just got to get yeah, it out of the way. That's right. This All is right. the number Con- one like, most like probably, requested Like probably, yeah, genre. like 90% of our emails that we get are just requesting this one thing. So <sighs> we're just going to get it out of the way. Next week, we're doing an erotic thriller. <laughs> or a porno. That no, Well, the theme is erotic thrillers. Erotic to, thriller. To be clear. Yeah, erotic thriller. That's the theme. That's the theme. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, the, the podcast will remain a podcast where we pitch <laughs> movies. So just keep that in mind. Next week, maybe don't listen to this one at work because you're going to get hot and bothered. Without a doubt, spontaneous orgasm might happen. It will. Or just wear compression shorts, you know? Or just wear a diaper. Wear three layers of compression shorts and then a diaper on top of them. And dip it in cold ice. And then dip it in hot flame. And then dip it in radioactive some- goo. I was gonna say put some, a some, some warm, lukewarm porridge, maybe to just to, to even things out there at the end, and then mush it around until it looks like Rowan Atkinson, <laughs> and then consult a doctor because that's not healthy. <laughs> All right, where can we be found on social media, fellas? Pitch underscore hunt and uh, stay pitchy, fellas and ladies. Stay pitchy, stay y'all. stay pitchy, and don't forget, we love you. We really do. We really do. Bye.